sat in the studio first thing in the morning on a bank holiday Monday, recording episode 41 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thanks for joining me. And um, I'm a bit knackered, to be frank. I didn't sleep very well last night, so I'm a, I'm a bit dopey. So do forgive me if I am uh, in any way more out of sync than, uh, than I normally am. Let's start off, as I normally do, with uh, letting you know what uh, you can expect to hear during the course of the next three hours or so. Um, now, new release-wise, new stuff from uh, Aldous Harding uh, from New Zealand, uh, brand new second LP out on uh, 4AD Records. I'll be playing uh, a track off that LP. Um, a new uh, teaser track from the new uh, The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Uh, I'll be playing uh, that track for you coming up. Uh, new Paul Weller, as I'm sure a lot of you are excited about and uh, already know about. Uh, today's feature interview is uh, is a good one, another good one, uh, Peter Hooten from The Farm. Uh, and uh, I will hasten to say that this episode of uh, Near Perfect Pitch is categorically brought to you by uh, Peter Hooten, The Farm, and The Tunnock's Tea Cake. Uh, and I'll uh, talk more about uh, The Tunnock's Tea Cake uh, later on in the programme. All the usual features, Tinterweb Time, um, The uh, Essential Wax, uh, The Obligatory Fall, and uh, This Weekly Peel, the cover version, all that stuff is forthcoming. Goody, goody, goody. All this stuff is coming your way. And uh, what else we've got here that I can uh, pique your interest with? Um, no, I'm going to save it till later. Here's some Pale Saints.
revolver, essentially, and Matt Flint, that's his brainchild, and that's uh, from their first single released in 1991 uh, off the 45 EP on uh, Hut Records, uh, and that's Painting Pictures. <coughs> Excuse me. You can also uh, get uh, this particular track on uh, a US compilation that came out on Caroline Records um, entitled Baby's Angry, um, and uh, that compiles their first three uh, EPs off uh, off Hut Records, uh, minus, I think, a couple of tracks. I think it ditches either one or two off the aggregated amount of tracks of those uh, three EPs. And before that, the inimitable uh, Ian Masters and his uh, Pale Saints. That's their fifth single from 1992, and uh, the lead track off their uh, second LP on 4AD Records, entitled In Ribbons. Not a bad uh, shoegazy start to the programme, is it, really? So now I must uh, pose the question. Buzzgum, anybody?
Cover me for this week, and that's uh, from 1996. That's Joyrider, nor uh, a Northern Irish outfit with their uh, fifth single on uh, Paradox Records, and that's their version of Rush Hour, as uh, made immensely popular by uh, ex Go Go Jane Weedlin. And before we heard uh, that cover version, we heard a nifty little album track by uh, by Monaco off their uh, debut long player Music for Pleasure, released in uh, in 97. And um, Monaco are the meat and potatoes thereof are uh, Peter Hook uh, from uh, New Order, Joy Division, and uh, Potsy, David Potts. Uh, they recorded uh, two two records, and uh, and Potts is uh, in uh, Peter Hook's touring band, uh, Peter Hook and the Light. Uh, and uh, Hook mentioned at a book signing earlier this year that uh, he wanted to get Monaco back together. So uh, there could well be a third Monaco long player in the offing later this year uh, curious as to see uh, whether or not that happens uh, it would be nice it would be nice i still think uh, peter hook's got uh, a lot to give uh, and incidentally uh, david potts used to be in uh, in revenge and is the only uh, member that has sort of stayed with uh, peter uh, throughout the years since the uh, the split uh, uh, and sabbaticals uh, uh, prior to the split from from new order now where are we where are we situated oh yes next um Kristen Hirsch and uh, Tanya Donnelly, uh, they uh, were in a wonderful outfit uh, on 4AD, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, called uh, Throwing Muses. And um, they were bo- both actually uh, subject to a hippie upbringing. I think initially they uh, they uh, lived on a, on a hippie commune. Uh, and if I'm correct in remembering, uh, they're cousins or there's some kind of a tenuous uh, family link there. Anyway, all that, all that aside, uh, there was a wonderful compilation, which again, a lot of you will be aware of, uh, that came out in uh, 1987 to introduce uh, people to the wonderful label that is 4AD Records. It came out in all different formats, uh, CD included, uh, some glorious... Uh, uh, 
really, really over-the-top uh, packaging, uh, especially well ahead of its time, actually, when, when it did come out. Uh, you could you could have spent uh, a, a mortgage payment on the uh, the super, super deluxe version of uh, of, uh, of of the record. I've, I'm, I'm a humble peasant. I, I have the LP and the CD. But uh, the song I want to play you was um, off this compilation, which is entitled Lonely is an Eyesore, which is a lyric as pulled from the track that the Throwing Muses uh, contribute to this uh, compilation entitled Fish. And uh, the story behind it is, this was compiled by a joint founder of 4AD, uh, Ivo Watts-Russell, uh, and the story is that uh, because they were the most recent signing to the band, they got to have the LP named after a, uh, a selection of words from, uh, from the song that they submitted. Does that all make sense?
think the kids would refer to that as being proper. Uh, that's uh, That stems with their only release to date entitled Halo. Uh, you want to know more about stems? Well, if you've uh, listened to all past shows, which I hope you have, uh, you will uh, have heard the interview with Simon Wollstonecroft, most famous for his time in the fall, but uh, is a chap with his uh, fingers in many, many musical pies. Just a top, top man. Uh, and he's uh, largely responsible for this, uh, this conglomerate of musicians under the name of stems so stemsofficial.com that's s-t-e-m-z official.com and who are these people well you might well ask Um, they consist of uh, of Jyoti who used to be uh, actually uh, played with Elbow uh, Snow Patrol and Gorillas there's Tamsin uh, from uh, Mr Hart and uh, The Fall there's the wonderful Neville Staple who uh, is uh, most notable uh, as being a member of the specials and uh, Funboy 3 there's Simon Wollstonecroft himself uh, Seth from Black Grape. There's Ding, who's worked with uh, Pixies as a bassist, uh, been in the fall as a producer, and uh, worked with PJ Harvey. There's uh, Penny Trait, who is an all-round mover and shaker, it says here. And then there's Mike, who's uh, had uh, done a lot of work with Ian Brown, BMX Bandits, and The Fall. You can get the uh, track digitally uh, through uh, iTunes and all the regular main places. And if you go to the uh, the website that I've just shared with you, stemsofficial.com, uh, you can get whisked away directly and uh, within seconds have the track at your disposal. And of course, before that, we heard uh, the Throwing Muses track of the 4AD Lonely's and I Saw compilation. And that uh, was uh, a track called Fish. Now it's time for a song I've not heard in a long while personally. So I thought, uh, I'm not going to play it during the course of the week. I'm going to hear it for the first time in a long while as I play it for you. I'm waiting for a friend to come to help me off the ground. to let me know Cause loneliness seems such a waste I can't stop feeling low I'm searching for Yeah. 
you're thinking of me You've got to let me know Cause loneliness seems such a waste I can't stop feeling low If you're thinking of me You've got to let me know Cause loneliness seems such a waste I can't stop feeling low I need you. 
unmistakably teenage fan club. And that's uh, from 2000. That's from uh, their seventh LP, uh, Howdy. And uh, I Need Direction. And prior to hearing Teenage Fan Club, we had Dodgy, a single from 1996 off their third LP entitled uh, Free Peace Suite. And that's a wonderful single entitled If You're Thinking Of Me. We're eight songs into the programme, meaning you've got about another 20 plus to go. Lots to look forward to. We're yet to... uh, encounter our hat-trick feature whereby I play three in a row and you can uh, kill time, put the kettle on, do whatever you wish. Um, We have some new releases to attend to, uh, some good ones as well. Uh, Tinterweb time is is, uh, around the corner as is uh, the Essential Peel and our Essential Wax feature. Loads and loads to cover before we uh, chat with Peter Hooten uh, from the farm at the end of the programme. Peter, a man I've got a great degree of respect for, not just because of his Liverpool connections, but because of uh, his uh, social uh, conscience, uh, his uh, his morality, his uh, his pursuit of justice. He's just a top, top man. What can we hear now? As I've been rambling, I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, it's an opportunity for you to... just throw caution to the wind, uh, hope no one's watching, and just lose it.
single uh, from 2013 entitled Thumbsucker and I'm going to, uh, while I'm playing the next couple of songs, I'm going to dig up a couple of URLs which I will include in the show notes and what I mean by that is um, at the end of every programme uh, as I upload uh, the podcast for you lot to stream, download, listen to live, whatever, um, I go to great lengths to detail every track with all the hashtags and uh, if there are any pertinent URLs by which you can support the band, that type of thing, I'm all over it, as they say. So um, I'll uh, get you a couple of links there because uh, a talented man indeed is Martin Swinney, a.k.a. Periscope. And again, that was Thumbsucker from 2013. And uh, before we uh, heard that uh, mellifluous beauty by Periscope, we heard the club mix of Hallelujah, uh, a mix by... Uh, a dynamic duo, actually it's just an incredible trio really, uh, mixed by uh, Paul Oakenfold and Andy Weatherall, um, also engineered by Steve Osborne. Not a bad team to be behind the board there really is it? And that was uh, the club mix of Hallelujah as I said and I've embarrassed myself on countless occasions dancing to that track and that was uh, from 1990 on Factory Records. And this particular rendition that I just picked out my collection this morning is a, uh, a European pressing, an Austrian pressing, of a uh, it's kind of a compilation of sorts called Hallelujah, but it also includes uh, Rayvon and uh, WFL and uh, I think uh, five, six mixes of Hallelujah. Um, in, the, in the late 80s, early 90s, I can't remember, I think it was about 1990, the house, uh, well, my, my parents' home where I kept a lot of my stuff, it was turned over and a lot of my stuff was nicked. Uh, that's vinyl, CD, God forbid, cassette. Uh, I remember frantically living at London at the time, 
having to source and spend uh, what little money I had, spare money, trying to re uh, refind and repurchase the, the, the stuff that had been nicked. And uh, over the course of time, it took me uh, it took me the best part of uh, of. Uh, 30 years really uh, to try and get it back and uh, I think I've I think I've managed to get everything uh, but it's cost me a, a, a pretty penny and it still kind of rankles with me when I think about it but uh, this particular album was one I know I had to I only just bought it really I had to go out and rebuy it because uh, it got nicked anyway I do tend to ramble don't I uh, so where are we right now oh it's time for our obligatory fall our track now, this is an interesting one this one it's a signal from 1992 on Fontana uh, it was released around the uh, the LP Code Selfish, but didn't feature on the album. How's about that then? Hey! 
from 2001 on Pop Tone Records, a single, Revolution, in the summertime, question mark in brackets. And before that, The Fall, our obligatory fall, ah, track. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, if it's the first time listening, every week, each and every single week, I play you lot a song by The Fall. And uh, you were treated this week to Ed's Babe, a single released in 1992, circa Code Selfish, but not on that record so you can only get it on the single and before we heard the full track we heard Thumbsucker by Periscope and that was preceded by Happy Mondays the club mix of Hallelujah right now what we got coming up we've got some punk coming up now um it might seem a bit obvious but uh, there are records that uh, hold a place in uh, in history uh, there are records that uh, you have to be very very careful with and by that i mean you don't want to overplay them there are unmitigated classics out there uh, as an example uh, the queen is dead uh, by the smiths i play that uh, in a capacity that doesn't allow me to get sick of it because i don't believe that there is a song out there that you can't get sick of regardless of how much you initially or uh, throughout the course of time are invested in it and, and learn to love it. I think there's a tipping point whereby you can just have enough. So you've got to be very careful with overplaying stuff. I'd, I'd liken it to watching the same TV programme over and over again. It would just not hold its uh, hold its validity, would it, really? Anyway, this is one of those songs. And, and um, 
I try and articulate uh, sentiment because music is, is, is one of the most evocative uh, uh, conduits we have to, to articulate our emotions by and, and, to, and to also remember things by. I document my whole life by, uh, by football by football happenings and, and music and their releases and that's how I can actually develop some kind of chronology for my, uh, for my life to date. Um, anyway, Holidays in the Sun. First time I heard this, lost it could not just couldn't actually get my head around it knew i loved it couldn't figure out why
brand new stuff from the Mod Father. That's Paul Weller. And if you can believe it, that's off his 13th solo record. And uh, that's entitled, uh, uh, well, the, the record, the LP, is a kind of revolution. And that uh, was a track called Satellite Kid. And that was preceded by uh, Sex Pistols from 77s, of course, uh, never mind the bollocks, uh, and a single from the same year. And that's a track that has to be played uh, on a regular basis, but with regularity that isn't, uh, isn't too much. You know what I'm saying? I went over that in reasonable detail whereby you should not flog songs to death because you can do irreparable damage that way. Let's stay with Weller, shall we? And let's uh, let's do some John Peel stuff. This will be our weekly Peel track this week, and it's, uh, it's The Jam from 1979. Whoa. Whoa.
this one ends really abruptly and I had to try and nail it there. That's uh, Colourbox from their only full length uh, Really, the rest have been a series of compilations and uh, EP compilations, self-titled on 4AD Records, and that uh, was a track called Manic, and that was preceded by uh, our weekly Peel uh, track, which in this case was from 1979, and it was uh, the jam uh, from a Peel session, obviously, uh, when you're young. And before we heard that segue-ish, uh, there was uh, the new Weller track, Satellite Kid. We are up to date. We're more than halfway through the uh, the musical output of the programme. As a reminder, nearperfectpitch.com is where you can visit and see all the links for any and all social media. Uh, you can choose your stream, and by that I mean you can uh, be pinged directly to iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, the host site, or TuneIn Radio. Still uh, waiting to hear back from a couple of other uh, places that I'd like to showcase the programme on. Uh, I'll keep you up to date as as they happen. It's been, being a bit of a, a long turnaround process, unfortunately. Uh, but there are enough ways by which to listen to the programme, and I do hope that you can share accordingly. If you do enjoy it, uh, share it with your friends who've got similar musical tastes. I'd hasten to say, uh, and this is not a brag or a boast, it's just a, just a, a supposition. Uh, I'm thinking that there's not a, pro- a, a programme like this anywhere. Uh, and that can be a good or bad thing, I'm not quite sure. Um, I just do what I do and it's all I know. Uh, play my own records every week for you and uh, I do hope that I can turn you on some uh, some music that you'd never heard of before, perhaps remind you of something that uh, you need to unearth and, and revisit. Uh, and I just hope I can be a, a part of your, uh, your week whereby we've all got stuff going on in the background, uh, whether you're at work with, uh, with Spotify on or you're on, uh, you're on the bus or the train commuting or... Uh, we walk in the dog. You can always listen to a podcast, can't you? So uh, be religious when it comes to near near perfect pitch, will you? Just uh, just listen to it regularly and uh, do spread the gospel. Hallelujah. And um, what have we got coming up next? I don't even know what I've got queued up. Oh yes, I do. Phrase your chorus. All you have to do is keep on walking.
I will die waiting for the bells Death come pull me
the song that we just heard is brand new from uh, a New Zealand artist, uh, Aldous Harding, from her brand new LP. And that's on uh, 4AD Records. I should be on uh, commission, I think, for 4AD Records uh, this week, playing a lot of their material. Uh, unwittingly, I will have to say, but uh, it has turned out that way. So again, Aldous Harding, uh, look out for that name. I think uh, she's on the cusp wonderful wonderful stuff and that's a song called stop your tears uh, and uh, the first song that lulled you into uh, semi-slumber was a beautiful tune by Frazy chorus their first single from 87 which was re-released in 89 and also features on their debut uh, lp the first of three lps entitled sue that was uh, the single version of sloppy heart now it's time for Hat Trick. And uh, if you don't know what I'm on about, Hat Trick, three songs in a row, which allows you to uh, get up some no good.
doctors running, learning, hoping that the truth will pass. No life underground, wasting, never changing, wishing that this day won't last. To never see you show your age, to watch you till the beauty
blimey, I forgot to mention the uh, the details of the hat trick. Well, the third song in the hat trick was was Ride of 1992's Going Blank Again, obviously on Creation Records. Um, uh, they have a new LP called Weather Diaries coming out June the 16th. Lo- looking forward to that, as are thousands and thousands of others. I'll keep you abreast of that and play what I can, when I can, how I can. Uh, in the middle of the hat-trick pack was uh, new stuff from uh, The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Uh, the Echo of Pleasure is their new records that are coming out on July the 14th, and that's uh, going to be their fourth LP, and that's on uh, Painbow Records. And we'll kick things off with a beauty, uh, the B-side of An Ideal for Living, the, the record that got it all going, the, uh, the WEP uh, by Joy Division from 1978, uh, released on their own Enigma label uh, shortly after having changed their name uh, from Warsaw. So that's a bit of history for you. So that was, uh, again, No Love Lost by Joy Division. And that was this week's hat trick. It's Tin to Have Time, kids, and what that means is it's just a little tiny feature that I do on a weekly basis to highlight a website of the week which I think would uh, tickle your fancy, individually or collectively. Um, this particular week, littleindieblogs.blogspot.co.uk. All right, you got that? littleindieblogs.blogspot.co.uk. Now, this particular website is linked entirely to a club night called This Feeling. And I'll tell you what This Feeling is all about. It says, we are living in a world where guitar music has been marginalised. So what This Feeling is doing at the moment is vital, i.e. they are proving a a ground for up-and-coming bands uh, to play live to a receptive audience who are wanting to keep the flame burning in a white-hot capacity, i.e what we'd like to call real music, uh, guitar pop, uh, chorus-driven music, stuff that needs uh, uh, no uh, auto-tuning, i.e. heartfelt music. This feeling is the best club in the UK for future rock and roll stars. They believe in the power of guitar music, and when rock and roll makes its glorious comeback, you can bet your arse you will have heard it first at this feeling. Onwards, says Noel Gallagher. Like a mad 60s carnival, says uh, Sergio Pizzorno. And uh, if you want to keep track of everything that's going on there, uh, www.thisfeeling.co.uk slash club and um, I, I have uh, come across a lot of information on the parent site which is the, uh, the Little Indie uh, Blogs site um, they do a very good job of compiling uh, a lot of news that uh, you would probably deem the job of uh, an enemy or a pitchfork. They've got a lot of stuff that seems to be exclusive content, a lot of uh, stuff that pertains to up and comings. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite happy about having found it because I've uh, ended up spending uh, money I, I wasn't planning on spending uh, uh, the last few days by virtue of being a turned on to some stuff that I've dug up on this particular site. Now I'm scrolling all the way to the bottom uh, and it will give you uh, an idea. So there's the Himalayas, there's Cabbage, there's a De Furieuse. Um, There's lots and lots of features here by bands that you've never heard of and bands that you also have heard of but didn't know that they were doing X, Y or Z. Anyway, give it a little go. Um, And and again, as a reminder, uh, littleindieblogs.blogspot.co.uk heavily linked uh, and joined at the hip, I think, essentially, with with the uh, This Feeling uh, series of club nights, which uh, I can't experience because I live all the way over here. But uh, if you do live in the UK, give them a go and also visit their Facebook page uh, and just uh, search out This Feeling HQ and you'll be able to find it on Facebook. Now, it's time to get back to some music. We're nearing the end of the programme whereby we will be talking to uh, Peter Hooten, which uh, 
I'm very, very happy to be sharing with you. A chap I've had an awful lot of respect for for many, many, many years and had a nice chat with him uh, last week. Uh, prior to Dubai or post Dubai, prior prior to leaving for Dubai, and uh, this weekend they uh, they played uh, Prenton Park, uh, the home of Tranmere Rovers, uh, to a massive massive crowd. We're going to go back. We're going to go back in time to uh, what year did this come out? Yeah, it came out '92, didn't it? On uh, Boys Own Recordings, uh, Lawrence Hayward, Lawrence. Uh, he was the chap who was responsible for Felt. Felt were a band that he said would release 10 records, and by that I mean LPs, and then disband. Well, true to his word, they did. Uh, and he resurfaced uh, as Denim. And Denim recorded two records. They recorded uh, uh, Back in Denim, which is the, the album I'm going to be playing the song from next. They, uh, I'm trying to jog my memory. Uh, what was it called? Oh, Denim on Ice was the second record. Uh, and Novelty Rock came out, which was a compilation of the two with some uh, new material and unreleased stuff and some collectible stuff as well. And he has since resurfaced as Go-Kart Mozart. Uh, and uh, his stuff is very hard to find, but you can get it on the usual Discogs and Music Stack places if you're prepared to part with the money. Anyway, this is a, a very, very English record. Everything he does is very, very English. Uh, and uh, to, the, uh, to the people who aren't from the UK, you do know at least the, the, the prominence that Fish and Chips holds within the, within the culture. So uh, this is a song entitled Fish and Chips off the first record, and uh, this is Denim. <laughs> So 
Tones, cut some rug, and we'll get back to that song in just a moment. But I'll tell you what we heard before we heard the Blue Tones. We heard Fish and Chips by Denim, uh, aka Lawrence Hayward, and that's from the first Denim record released on Boys Own all the way back in '92. And uh, Fish and Chips. Now, back to the Blue Tones. We'll uh, go right back to them, shall we? Well, the Blue Tones are, are a band that uh, formed in Hounslow in, uh, in the 90s, and uh, this week's Essential Wax is their debut long player, entitled Expecting to Fly, a record that was recorded in 1995 uh, and released on their own superior quality uh, records uh, through uh, the mighty distribution arm of a Records, produced by Hugh Jones and uh, released in early 1996. It's spawned three singles, Slight Return, uh, which was uh, re-released after its initial limited run on, uh, uh, I think it was only 500 uh, blue vinyl copies, I've got that somewhere, um, 
and uh, also featured the singles Cut Some Rug, which I've just played, uh, and Blue Tonic. Uh, and at the end of uh, this spate of singles that came out, they also released uh, Marblehead Johnson, uh, a filler track between uh, this first record and the subsequent uh, second LP that came out uh, two or three years later. Uh, I'm trying to do the maths in my little brain here and figure out when it did come out. It came out two years later. Yeah, it did uh, return to the uh, Last Chance Saloon, came out in 1998. So, we're going to hear one more song off this wonderful record. Uh, Mark Morris is the front man and uh, has a very, very healthy solo career. And I am endeavouring to get Mark on the show. And uh, I think I'll up the ante with that and start uh, harassing him uh, in earnest over the next uh, few days to see if I can get him on the programme. Um, all that aside, it's time for one more song uh, to compel you, to impel you, to coax you and coerce you into buying this record, Slight Return. And as I said, Slight Return was their first, first single. Uh, they did release... Um, two records on uh, the Fierce Panda uh, record label before signing to A&M uh, and Slight Return did see light of day on uh, one of those releases. It was subsequently re-released and did rather, rather well. Where did you go?
words that you said to me where did i go wrong strength and vulnerability is the road i'm walking on what was that you said to me i need you to make me whole i'm afraid this empty place something i mistook for soul what was that you said to me only love can make us strong strength and vulnerability is the road love's built upon love declares an amnesty love suggests a soul you're just coming on to me i suggest i'm getting old can you hold on can you hold on can you hold your way can you hold on can you hold on can you hold your way what was that you said to me where's my sense of fun i believe in divinity so why am i high strung i live way too seriously where's my sense of fun what was that i'm going deaf what was that you're moving on forgiven for thinking uh, that was James well it essentially was, it was Tim Booth uh, the voice of James, that was from his third solo LP from uh, 2011 uh, from uh, the record entitled Love Life, a, uh, a song called Faith which is an extra added track on the US version of the record I believe now if you do count uh, the uh, record he, he uh, released with Angelo Badalamenti in 1996, uh, the Booth and the Bad Angel record. It would be his third solo LP. Well, there's my phone. Uh, if you don't, it would be his second solo LP. And uh, preceding uh, Tim Booth, we heard Slight Return, a single and an album track by the Blue Tones that features on our Essential Wax LP of the week, the Blue Tones Expecting to Fly uh, from 1996. And that was preceded by another song off the record that you will go out and buy if you don't already own it. Cut some rug. Again, the Blue Tones expecting to fly. Now, we're nearly at the end of the programme, so uh, all you farm fans, um, Peter Hooten is around the corner. Uh, Breaking Point uh, is a song by a band called Borgi Borgi. It was released in 1984 on MCA Records. It uh, was the brainchild of uh, Paul Quinn, and I believe it's his first proper recorded works. The band went on to only record two singles, 
And Paul Quinn has been uh, coveted by uh, a lot of music fans. He doesn't have a lot of uh, material, but the, the material that he does have is uh, very collectible and uh, near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Um, so he did actually go on to work with the likes of Edwin Collins, uh, Vince Clark, The Nectarine Number no. 9, and also uh, The Independence uh, fleetingly. Uh, so I'll give you a, a sampling of, uh, of the wonderful world of Borgi Borgi. This is, as I said, Breaking Point.
teased out us already now at Thorpe Park. Ten of us roistering, brawling DJs were involved in a super jock competition and despite coming last in the tri-skate event, during which I was quite unable to remain standing for more than a couple of seconds, I placed second overall and might well have won if Tony Blackburn hadn't cheated shockingly in the jet boat event. Jumped the start, in fact, he did, and I still came third in that. I was rather proud of myself, I must say. Anyway, as a tribute to the winner, here's another track from one of his early LPs. Hey, you in the crowd. the crowd what a happy face you wear ain't you never never been here before i'd like to meet a girl someone like you come on and make my day come true hey you hey you in the crowd turn around and take my hand can't you hear do you feel the magic in the air? I'm doing another baby for you, would you maybe? Come on and make my day come true. Hey you, hey you, hey you, hey you in the crowd. What a happy face you wear. Ain't you never, never been here before? I'd like to meet a girl, someone like you. Come on and make my day come true. Hey, you. Hey, you in the crowd. Turn around and take my hand. Can't you hear? Do you feel the music in the air? I'm doing a number, baby, for you, would you maybe, come on and make my day come true. I don't know how I've lived for 13 years without this LP, I must say, and I do hope someone will reissue it. That's Tony Blackburn from the LP Tony Blackburn Sings, and that was Hey You in the Crowd.
I'd give to go back to 1990. That's uh, The Farm and uh, The Unmistakable Groovy Train, a single from 1990 and appears on the debut record Spartacus, which came out uh, a year later or the year after, not quite a full year uh, in terms of a gap between the single uh, and the LP. Spartacus is the first of three studio albums by The Farm. Uh, the second record came out in 92. Uh, Love, See No Colour, followed by Hullabaloo in 1994. Now, I'm going to be talking to, to Peter Hooten, who started the band way back when. Uh, Peter Hooten uh, is slightly older than myself. I'm not going to say uh, much more than that. He's obviously uh, he's the vocalist of, of The Farm. Uh, and uh, The Farm are no more, but they are, if you know what I mean. Uh, in terms of musical output, uh, Peter goes into a lot of detail uh, in the interview, so I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, but uh, he's been asked to record uh, uh, new material just about every time he's, uh, he's spotted in town or walking around or, or the band might be, might be gigging, uh, which they do a lot of. They've just recently been in Dubai. Uh, they've just played Prenton Park, uh, Tramir Rovers Ground uh, a couple of days ago uh, to a rapturous response. Uh, and Peter is a, uh, is a very, very moralistic chap. He has a, a wonderful sense of justice. He's uh, heavily involved with Spirits of Shankly, a committee member there. Uh, that's the Liverpool Football Club Supporters Union, in as much as he is uh, a man about time, uh, town rather, when it comes to uh, sticking up for what is fair, what is just, what is right. Uh, and uh, I do enjoy 
uh, reading uh, the works of Peter Hooten and listening to what he has to say. He's a man that uh, is truly a man of the people uh, and I've got an immense amount of respect for him so it was a, a real pleasure to be able to chat with him. But before I get into the interview, let's, uh, let's listen to some new material which I've played before on the programme but it's obviously very poignant now. Um, so if you're looking for the latest farm material, go to, uh, to Pledge. This is where you can get uh, uh, the Feel the Love EP. So pledgemusic.com slash projects slash the hyphen farm hyphen feel hyphen the hyphen love hyphen ep or just go to pledge music and search the farm or feel the love ep uh, you can uh, keep abreast of all things that are uh, farm centric at uh, facebook.com slash the farm live don't forget they're live at the end so the, the latest record which I've just alluded to, is uh, the Feel the Love EP. And this is the title track, and I urge you to visit the site and purchase it. Everybody sees what they see And everybody feels what they want to feel But I have had a vision
that doesn't make you feel good all over. You're dead inside, and I fear for you. Or oh, you're Theresa May, and uh, I don't fear for you. I just uh, acknowledge the fact that you don't have a heart. Anyway, that was uh, Feel the Love by The Farm. It's uh, going to be over to me, to pseudo me, and uh, to Peter Hooten in uh, just a couple of seconds for the interview. Uh, and I'll be back afterwards uh, to round it off with one more track by The Farm and say my goodbyes. And it's important to note that The, the Farm's three studio records, which I've uh, detailed uh, about five, ten minutes ago, um, they're one of the few bands that actually have more compilation uh, records than they do studio LPs, so there are a litany of, uh, of farm compilations out there uh, that uh, do a very good job of compiling the works from their three records. Just wanted to chuck that out there for you. Anyway, over to me and over to Peter. Uh, Peter, good morning. It's Dara. How are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not too bad. Whereabouts are you? Are you, are you mobile or are you static right now? I'm in the uh, house, yeah. Yeah, good <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, are you uh, going somewhere in particular to, to watch the game in, in a little while? Yeah, the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the ground itself. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's well documented. I was just being, I was trying to be semi semi flippant there because I thought it was just a, it was just a, a given that, you, that you'd be in attendance. Um, yeah, you're very echoey, you know. Oh, I do apologize. How how is that? Is that any better at all? Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Okay, okay. So um, let's uh, let's talk, if you don't mind, about about the latest material because I think that's uh, that's yeah. that, that's top of mind, of course. Now. It's it's pretty well it's pretty well documented that that you've worked with a lot of producers in the past, uh, ranging from yeah. from Heaton to to Suggs to, to to you name it. I mean, it's uh, the farm family is quite large when it's come to production in in, in the past. Now, with with, yeah. with with the with the new record, Pete, what what was the genesis of the new record? Because it, it's well documented that you are perpetually asked to record new material. I'm I'm sure you're asked that on a daily basis. Yeah, that's, we were asked quite a lot, and I think that's the reason we went into the studio. One of the main reasons, anyway, kept you know we kept on playing festivals. Um, people were saying that when we when when can we hear some new stuff, you know. So in the end, um, we decided to do some new stuff, you know. And uh, Steve, the um, writer's been working with Keith, the guitarist, for quite a while, you know. Yeah. And then I I put. Um, they play me stuff, I put lyrics to it, you know, so it's been a, it, it hasn't been one of those processes where we're doing it all the time, you know, but it's been, you know, it's, it's been something that we've been working on for, say, the last year or so, you know. Well, you spin you spin an awful lot of plates and, and the farm, the farm to many is, is your, is your, is your major, is your major output, really, but uh, having said that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, because everyone's doing something, you know, in their own field, like, uh, for example, the drug, the drummer Roy, he's a, he's a film producer now, you know, yeah. with Terence Davis a lot, you know, and he's, he's got films coming out, you know, every few months really, you know. Um, and then um, Carl's got his own record label. Yes. Um, he's the bass player, Carl Hunter, he's, he's got something called The Label. Yeah. Which is um, releasing stuff by a lot of artists and like released, released the first Hooten Tennis Club single. Yeah. And they got snapped up by Heavenly, you know. Uh, so everyone, and um, Keith the guitarist was at Lippet, which is Paul, you know, Paul McCartney's um, um, 
music school in, in Liverpool, you know. Yeah. Everyone's been doing their own thing, really, you know, so it's, it's hard to get everyone to commit, you know, we've got to, <clears throat> to get into the studio, but we were able to do it last year, you know. Um, and we recorded some old stuff for the promoters, Simon Moran. Yes. From SGM from Promotions, he wanted us to hear, he wanted to hear some of the old stuff that we done for John Peel. Yeah. And then we had some time, so we thought, well, let's let's try these new songs as well. And uh, they've gone, you know, we're really pleased with the way they've come out, you know. Well, they're, they're very much, I mean, it sounds ridiculous what he says, but they're very much... Uh, uh, Farm songs, everything from the packaging to, to you know the aesthetic to to to, to the four tracker itself. Uh, it, it's like you've not missed a, not missed a beat. So, was it difficult? Was it difficult to, to whittle it down to to four? Because you must have an awful lot of repertoire in in, in reserve. If someone gave uh, gave you a, an unlimited budget to record, I'm sure you've got at least another album kicking about. Yeah, I mean we've got probably we've probably got about seven or eight songs on the go at the moment. You know, yeah. Over there. You know, we, we recorded three of them, you know. Um, but I think it was just, they were the ones that were, the, were most ready, really. You know, that's all it was, really. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was organic. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't anything other than just the readiness. So, is, is it fair to say yeah. that, 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 that uh, as, as selfish fans who... Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Play, playing, play, play the new material, but I'll be, re I'll be replaying a, a lot of the new stuff around this interview. But um, yeah. is 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 the uh, is there a likelihood that, because you, you as a, you as I said before are a very very busy chap, and to, to the uninitiated, you're just a musician and an artist. But uh, there's an awful lot more to, to Peter Hooten than meets the eye. But um, can can we expect as fans in a selfish capacity? Uh, some more material uh, to, to surface this this calendar year. Um, yeah, we're hoping to get into the studio again, definitely, and, and record another two or three tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Steve's been sending me um, his ideas, you know, and some of them are absolutely, you know, they're just they're brilliant, you know. So I mean, we've got to do them, you know. We've got we've got to do them, you know. So it's just just a matter of time before you before you, you get yeah, these down. It's just a matter of time and, and budget, you know, because we haven't got a record label at the moment. But that's not because we haven't been trying for a record label. We just, you know, because if you if you if you get a record deal, you've got to be aware and good going on tours and things like that. And really, we can't at the moment. We you know <clears throat> we couldn't do it all because yeah. everyone's too busy doing other things. You know. No, it's it's understood. So we, want, we wanted to record the tracks because I think. You know, we feel as if we've still got something to say. You know. Well, I, 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 for one, think you've undoubtedly got a lot to say. You've, you've always, you've always had a voice, and you've always used music as a very, very tactful catalyst to, to get to get your message across. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just curious because you're a stalwart of the industry. I mean, you've been around, you've been around in the industry as 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 it as it stands since since the mid eighties and you've seen you've seen an awful lot of change. And I'd just love to know what, what you what you think about uh, the the new regime of music whereby um, digital accessibility uh, you, you know you'd allude to the fact that you know you've not got a major label. Those those days are kind of over. Uh, you've yeah. been you've been using pledge Say for example, Groovy TV. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. Absolutely, yes, of course. Yeah, uh, you know, we can get across to a lot of people 
from you know using an iPhone. You yeah. know that's the beauty of it, really. It know? is. It is. Uh, so it's an opportunity, I think, because you don't need. You know, a massive marketing budget. You don't need, um, you know, to, to be, you know, spending um, meetings with with executive, you know, A and R executives and people saying, "Oh, do this." We're just doing it ourselves, and that's what we did. That's when we had the success. Yes. When we were with Produce Records, we just did it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Our best ideas come from the group itself. You know, I think it was when we, when they bought our label for Sony. That's where everything started going wrong, you know, because we didn't have control anymore, and you know, I think everyone lost a bit of interest really, because you know, the very fact that we had uh, control over covers, artwork, you know, uh, what was going on the videos—that was the beauty of it, I think, you know. Yeah, well, well, now you've, you know, th through circumstance, if nothing else, the industry's almost done a 180, whereby you are left to fend for yourselves and, and do your own marketing. This is where these. Uh, crowdfunding sites like Pledge or, or a Bandcamp come into yeah. play, and you've you've used you've used it to, to very very good effect. Are, are you finding that uh, it's very hard to to, to analyze the data, but uh, the sales of, of of the record is it a healthy mix of of new fans and old, or is it too hard to gauge? I think it's a mixture, really. Yeah, I think it's a mixture. I mean, there's a lot of the, when we play at festivals, you know, fans who are twenty something who know everywhere. It's just my, it's my age. It's just people my age. Because I've, I've not seen, being that I live in Canada, I've not seen you live for crikey for a long old while. I don't think I think the last time I saw you live was, uh, was in the nineties. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, yes, yes. So I'm curious to know, you, you know, when you're looking out uh, at, at a sea of people, you, you know, you've alluded to the fact that there are people who. Weren't, weren't even an embryo at the time of uh, you know of, of the first releases on Produce, and it must be lovely to see yeah. people mouthing your lyrics because it's become almost folkloric. Uh, you know, it's fair to say yeah. that that you've got four or five songs that the average punter would go, "Oh yeah, I know who they are." And yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think you know, I think realistically, altogether now is known better than the group's name. Really, I don't know if all, you know, but you know, um, that is something. I mean, I went out with Ed and Seventeen last year. Yes. Uh, as a guest vocalist, you know, and um, and I, we did all together now and Bankrobber. Yes. Uh, with Ed and Seventeen, and you know, everyone knows all together now. It's just one of those songs. You know. It is, and, and yeah, that was actually how did that come about to, to play to play with uh, to play with that lot? Because that's uh, to, to the uninitiated, that probably wouldn't be an obvious uh, an obvious side uh, gig yeah, for you. I think, uh, Right. And Echo and the Bunny Men. So I think um, I think the uh, the um, asked about Peter Hook's availability, you know, and he couldn't do some of them. So he said, "Oh, we could, you know, Peter the farmer here, you know, Peter could do some stuff." So that's how it came about, you know. Well, your management's very. Martin Ware is, um, you know, he, he was he was really uh, pleased to be using it, you know, because it is the using songs. Mainly from the eighties, you know, but yes, because uh, we did Rewire Festival, yes, which was eighties, but you know, basically all together now was written in the eighties, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a qualifier. It was a, you know. I've got the first, the first rendition. I suppose it it does qualify as being uh, actually it's got it's got a span of four decades, which is absolutely bizarre when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's well, it's a bit of no man 
Blues Man, that was the idea, you know, it was like a, more of a, a rocky song. It, it just turned into... Um, it's got a life of its own. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there must be charities saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's give Hootner in, see if we can get get that endorsed." Because it's 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 an ideal tune to, to to have people ride the coattails on. So I would imagine that you've got to be hyper selective because uh, you you only yeah, we get a lot of we get a lot of requests for it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, there's been a you know just a charity in Liverpool have used it for like ten years now as you know as the theme, you know, and. Uh, Lots of football teams use it as a theme, and I think when Jeremy Corbyn is um, speaking at rallies, he's going to use it there this, um, before the election. You know. Yeah, well, speaking of Corbyn, um, are you are you uh, do, do you know the people behind the uh, the the, the banner that's going to be in the cop today? Yeah, I know the people. That, that banner's been in the cop loads of times. Yeah, it has, but it's it's, it's getting it's, it's getting the prominence it's now. Yes. And he's quite close to uh, John MacDonald, you know, the um, shadow. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, uh, John MacDonald we interviewed last week. Yes. Um, so, shadow chancellor of the Exchequer. So, um, that band has been there all the time, but he's just told the echo. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the echo. Like the echo of the story on it. Yeah. And it's caused the. Uh, well, I was reading the Echo yesterday, actually, and it seems to be polarising. I would have thought, at the end of the day, it's like you either endorse it or it's innocuous. I wouldn't have thought it would ruffle feathers in a cop. Well, I mean, there's a big debate about it, you know. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. It, but, I mean, I think, uh, it's, 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 put it this way, it's caused, uh, it's caused a reaction. Yes. And I think the lad who, uh, who, who wanted to put it up. That was his intention, you know. Well, he's got, they've certainly got his wish in court. There's so much negativity about Corbyn and the media. Well, it's... it's but, you know, he's just, he's, he's just trying to counter that, really. I mean, there's a classic case on um, on Friday when the election result was uh, announced in Liverpool and, and, and Steve Rotherham, who's yeah. a Liverpool fan, the law, was elected Metro Mayor. And he got 69.5%, so nearly 70% of the vote in Liverpool region itself, you know, Liverpool City. Yes. And it was something like 61% in the whole Merseyside City region area, you know. Yeah. So anyway, there was a BBC report that night from John Pienaar, who's one of their senior reporters, who reported that, you know, uh, Liverpool's a labour fortress, but if you talk to people on the street, it's obvious that that support is crumbling. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Now the the, 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 me, the media fabrication is, is just uh, it's just beggars belief it really is. But but having said that, hand in hand with, with that, the gullibility level of of, of, of a lot of folk uh, by virtue of being uh, subject to this nonsense since time immemorial. Well, I suppose that's the master plan, isn't it? Is is mass ignorance? Now I don't want to get into because because you are you are you're a a very well respected uh, uh, local community member. You are, you are very involved uh, when you see fit to, 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 to get political where necessary. Uh, there's, there's a lot of respect for you in, in, in the music industry. Are, are you, as, as an individual, Pete, are you, are you 
Are you dragged from pillar to post in terms of being asked to represent, to appear, to endorse? Is, is, are you having to be very selective yourself? Not just the band, but you individually? Absolutely. Uh, you, you're preaching to the choir here. We could have a conversation here till the cows come home because I'm, I'm, I'm ex-media, ex-newspapers, and, and, and that, that, world, that world has been exemplified as being unmitigatedly corrupt. Uh, and, and I think, I think what takes prominence more than anything else in, in terms of something perverse is that I, I perversely took my hat off to the use the word pernicious and that's the word i tend to use quite a lot but uh, the, the brexit campaign in terms of du duping duping more than half a nation if you really think about it it was an incredible act of duplicity yeah yeah absolutely you know i mean this, i don't i don't know something like uh, the eu is absolutely ridiculous having a referendum because it's such a complicated thing I know some. I know people who voted to leave because they, you know, they wanted to um, to end corporate capitalism. They said, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the most people voted because the, the you know, is an immediate reaction because of all the lies in the press. Yes. There's a great article in the New York Times about Brexit. I don't know if you saw it recently, but it was saying, you know, Boris Johnson and everyone who set up yes, yes. catalogue of lies, like the straight bananas and, you know, yeah, yeah. EU having control over our laws, which is absolute nonsense, you know. Well, um, but that's case in point now. Lies, they've been drip-fed for 20, 30 years, and, you know, people people believe them. If you, if you interview people in the street on the television, you know, well, at least we can control our own bananas. Now, you know, that's exactly it, and that's just... Incredibly complicated subject reduced to a slave 
Well, it's it's so it's so multi-layered, and and the the intersecting sets are so intrinsically overlapping that it's the, the actual process of of leaving. I don't quite, or I don't think people quite understand, as you say, the complexity of the issue and what the what the long-term implications are. It's quite it's quite scary, and you know, you're walking around the streets of Liverpool, which is a unique environment, uh, intrinsic unto itself. However, when you, I've, I've always used Liverpool as a barometric reading of what, what uh, the real people think. And that there's a, an absolutely underlying pervasive feeling that change is afoot. And uh, these people that you're talking about, the self-serving old Etonians, um, they are, for want of a better expression, they're bricking it right now because the access to information as we all know, in the last 15 to 20 years, has skyrocketed. It's, it's our job to make sure that we're at least competing with all the, all the false information to at least have a choice yeah. of content yeah. out there, right? I think, I think you've still got, you know, um, papers like the Sun Star and all the power that we know a lot of the working class read it. And it's, you know, as we know, it's, it's, it's peppered with... Um, you know, half truths and lies. You know. Well, it's peppered with uh, with with, it's, with. It's coming straight from uh, Murdoch HQ, isn't it? Well, that's it. Yeah. And the New York Times said that you know the yeah. uh, Murdoch's yeah. office is directly above the sun, and there's a staircase to it, and they're up and down all the time. You know. Well, I'm sure it's not even a staircase. It's just, just like a, it's like a hole in the floor, and they just drop the stories down, because it, it's, it's almost they're the mouthpieces of, of what you deem regular press releases, and and uh, it, it scares the heck out of me. But since since time immemorial, people have uh, have preached dogma to uh, to to the proletariat, and and uh, unfortunately, people just have been people have been. That's it. Well, the, the, the mainstream media is, whether they like it or not, is being decentralised as we speak. Uh, and yeah. you can get as valid uh, a news story from a blogger in Damascus as you can from anywhere else. So uh, the ch change is happening, and I, and I know that you, you, you know, you're more than well aware of that. And it's a lovely thing to see. It's not going as quick as we'd like, but it's no, no. there's a movement. It will. Yeah. There's a tipping. There's a tipping point. There's a tipping point, and, I, and I'd hasten to say that we'll see it. We'll see it in the next uh, five to ten years. Which, again, I, I don't. I don't like uh, the aspect of, of shit stirring to, to provoke change, but uh, oftentimes it's, it's necessary. So I've got a couple of couple of last questions for you. Um, Sorry. We wrote a song called Information Man. Yeah. We did a good John Peel session, you know. Yeah, got that. And it was all about that somebody who's gets his information or gets their information from something they haven't really been concentrating on, you know. What? Something like that. Um, I, think we, I think one of the lyrics was something about Ireland, Ireland, Russia, all around, you know. Yeah. Well, and, it's, um, we, we live in a society. We live in a society, Pete. Like you know, if the fat bloke down the pub says it's true, it must be true, right? People, can't, we've been we've been trained not to think for ourselves and ind independently investigate facts. If it comes out of a mouthpiece, if Trevor McDonald says it at eleven o'clock, millions of people think it's the gospel truth, and and that's yeah. that's the last frontier 
to, to beat down is, is, is the source of, of, of factual information. And the, the one good thing, I've, I've got uh, young, well, not young children, 18 and 21, and, and the upcoming generation, they are, by virtue, you can call them what you want, you can call them millennials, you can call them whatever you want, but they have an air about them whereby they will not be duped. They, they are very, very uh, keen on facts. They are very, very keen on uh, the real issues. And if you see a heat map, for instance, of the 18 to 34 vote in America for this last election, it's very, very promising in terms of uh, it having almost yeah. next to no Republican uh, representation. Yeah. So I, th I think... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, you know, I mean, Sanders was a um, glimmer of hope, wasn't he? They backed the wrong horse, quite simply, Peter. They backed the wrong flipping horse, and they were the authors of their own demise with a healthy bit of uh, uh, cyber cyber tampering. But I think that they, I think that they, they ballsed it up from inception. They, they, they chose to yeah, back yeah. back uh, her ladyship, didn't they? I was just going to ask you about your management because you said you know you share management with Hooky and, and, and the Bunnymen, and very aggressive management because they're getting you gigs all over God's green earth. I was expecting to see you playing Mars and the Moon as well because I mean you're going all over the place. Yeah, you've got Dubai, haven't you, coming up? Yeah, yeah, we're playing Dubai. That's just, you know, that's not our management. That's our agent gets those gigs, you know. That's, that's certain. We're playing, then we're playing with Madness the week later. Yeah. So we're playing, playing Dubai with the uh, Lightning Seeds and playing with Madness to uh, Tramere Rovers football ground in Fredman Park. That's going to be great. Week, you know? Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, so, yeah they, they just come out the blue, really. I mean, it's not, we're not pursuing them. People just say, and I've been... Um, I've been asked to sing at Glastonbury. I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. Oh, you haven't decided. Oh, okay, you haven't decided. Okay, so so when when will you make that decision? Uh, probably when I get back from Dubai. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think um, <clears throat> that's just because it's not with the full group. Yes. Solo, the solo artist. Well, you, you just you just made me laugh a minute ago because we were talking about about Prenton Park. I was thinking Dubai to Prenton would, would be a good half man half biscuit song, wouldn't it? Uh, sorry, I'm saying D Dubai to Prenton could almost be a song title for half man half biscuit. It could be, yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> now they're, they're in the playoffs, aren't yeah, they've got something to shout. Hopefully, we'll have something to shout about after after the the, the final whistle today. Um, just a couple of things you'd mentioned. Ho mentioned Hooton Tennis Club. There are some some wonderful young talent coming out of Liverpool. It's never not been the case. Uh, the likes of Hooton, the likes of uh, Real Society. You've got a lot of wonderful talent coming up there. Yeah, are, are, some great groups coming out. Yeah. Are, are there are there any any bands that you're particularly enamoured with that are coming out of the the local scene? Fantastic album. Yeah, the new cast um, album. The new cast album's fantastic. I got that this week and uh, he's that 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 man can he, he's just got an endless resource of songs, isn't he? Power, he's amazing. Yeah, he, 
know, from yeah. a few years ago, you know, and it was sounded absolutely brilliant, you know, it was it was a if it was a blues artist from Louisiana, if you turned your back, it would be, you know. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's, he's, you know. he's an anomaly, isn't he? He's a great person as well. He was yeah. fantastic with the Justice Tonight tour, you know. Yeah, yeah, and the Justice is another thing altogether that we could probably talk about at a later date, but uh, when are you, when are you uh, destined to, to leave? I'm just trying to do the maths because I'm half asleep right now, full of yeah, coffee. Yeah, well, I've got one last question for you, Pete, because you've been very, very kind with your time. This is a completely unrelated question to what you'd call uh, politics, music, what have you. I ask every artist uh, at the end of every interview, hypothetically, that the farmer tour in Canada, you've come over to my place, I stick the kettle on, and I come out with a biscuit tin. Only difference being, it's a magic biscuit tin. What would, what would Peter yeah. Hooten, what would you plump for if you could choose any biscuit on God's green earth? On God's green earth, the choice is yours. Any biscuit, that would be a Tullock's tea cake. Fantastic, I've got you, I've got you. Okay, so I do know them. They're fantastic. They're, they're quite, they're quite a handful. And they really, they really do absorb a lot of tea when you dip them in. They do. They're, they're like a sponge, aren't they? Fantastic. So I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch with all the coordinates. Enjoy the match. Hopefully, we'll have something to shout about in a little while. All the best. Oh, fantastic! No, it'd be lovely to do some catch up, but uh, let's get this one in the can first, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll be in touch imminently. All the best, Peter. Okay, all the best, and uh, you know, um, all the best to your listeners. Okay, oh, bye. Thanks so much. Ciao. Bye. Bye, crikey, that was immense. Thank you, sir. That was a, a nice bit of banter there. And uh, we are now fully, fully abreast of all things that pertain to the farm moving forward. Um, if you want to uh, suggest an interview, do so by uh, emailing me at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. I can tell you that next week, uh, uh, in keeping with uh, the stellar talent that we have on this programme, i.e. anything that uh, uh, is not me, i.e. the guests, uh, we've got uh, Douglas Stewart. BMX Bandits next week. That is superb. So that's in the can. So that is a guarantee in that I've already performed the interview. So uh, you've got that to look forward to. Um, one more song by The Farm. Um, it's interesting to note, though, that um, this band, in terms of their following, whenever they play live, uh, and if you're not from the UK, uh, you might not know this, but uh, they can fill venues wherever they go. They've, uh, they're a band that really have uh, touched uh, touched a lot of people over, over the decades, and uh, it, it's, it's down to their music, obviously, but it's down to, I think, their unmitigated sincerity. They're just real people who I know the fan base can really, really... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can uh, they can have an affinity with, with real people, can't you? And I think that the interview really pervades uh, that uh, Peter is very much wissy-wig. Uh, what you see is what you get.
sentiment and beautiful delivery that's the farm and that's all together now that's a single and also appears on the debut Spartacus record it's been re-released twice since uh, once in 95 as uh, 
the Everton FA Cup final song and also uh, featuring the SFX Boys in uh, uh, the, the choir rather, SFX Boys Choir in, uh, in 2004 in case you're interested I had a good time it's a bank holiday Monday here, as I mentioned to you at the top of the programme, and uh, left the house, everyone was sleeping. I'll go back, and they probably still will be as well. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed playing the songs for you. Back next week with uh, BMX Bandits, uh, specifically uh, Douglas Stewart, a uh, bunch of new releases and uh, a whole load of decent tunes. I would hasten to say, nearperfectpitch.com. Please do spread the word. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back uh, next week. My thanks again to Peter Hooten. ta up. <laughs>